Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. We are going to be talking about the pros and cons of the different Disney vacations you can take, and hopefully maybe we'll help you make that decision of which Disney vacation you would like to take. So uh, all that's coming up next, live from the Bob Barley studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode number 771 for the week of January 27th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and Adventures by Disney Vacations. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, Jumbo, and welcome to the show, everybody. That was for my good friend Would Skip you call Potter. Me? <laughs> Jumbo, That's what I'm about to. Um, welcome to the show, everyone. I am your, <laughs> I am your host, Dustin West. Uh, we are coming to you live from the Bob Marley Studio here in Orlando, Florida, and I am joined at the table this week by my good friends John Magi, Kevin Close, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin. Back in the production nook, we have our associate producer, Craig Williams, on the controls. <laughs> and you know what? That's a, that's a nice wide shot. We really get to see the controls in that shot, huh? Yeah, I had a friend and he left. <laughs> well, um, again, we wanted to talk about, because this is the uh, beginning of the year, everybody seems to be planning their uh, vacations. We want to talk about the different types of Disney vacations that there are available. And, of course, that means Walt Disney World, <laughs> Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, and Adventures by Disney. Um, and we wanted to talk about kind of the pros and cons that go into each of those, especially when you compare them to each other. But we also want to kind of explain a few things about them to people who might not know too much. And we also want to look at this kind of from the perspective of you know, primarily if you're listening to this or watching this, you're probably a Walt Disney world fan and maybe you've never <laughs> branched out to any of those other, uh, types of Disney vacations. So just want to talk about that a little bit. So first and foremost, you know, we'll talk about Walt Disney world. And, um, I just wanted to mention briefly some pricing. Now, of course, pricing, and I'll, I'll mention this for all of these can change depending on how you travel and what kind of rooms you get and all that kind of stuff. But for a, a, a package, like a basic package, your average is going to be around $2,500 to $3,500 for a Walt Disney World vacation. So what do you for guys... For how many people? That's just like for four that's people? That's for two people. Two people, okay. Yeah. And for how long? <laughs> that is... I, I don't know the answer to that. I believe, our average, I believe our average package length is five days. <laughs> there you go. For two people. So this is... And this is actually on the low end, but, yeah. you know, take it from there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... Again, pricing can change, um, you know, with however you want to go. Um, all the components. Yeah, it yes. depends on your days, where yeah. you stay, all those things. Exactly. What kind of tickets you want. I think one of the things that, you know, ties into price is that none of these vacations are spur of the moment. It's really hard to do any of these at the last minute. So yeah. you have to plan them and you have to think about them in advance. And that's, you know, for some people that might be something that's not, they're not willing to do. Mm -hmm. They're more of spur of the moment. I want to go away now. But if you're willing to plan something, I think you can really find good prices and overcome some of the cons or the bad stuff of any vacation. Now, when we take a look at like Walt Disney world versus the other types of Disney vacations, 
kind of want to categorize it in a type of vacation. So I feel like out of the four, Walt Disney World is probably going to be your most intense vacation. A lot of people, especially on the Diz boards, tend to say that they need a vacation after their vacation at Walt Disney I would World. Disagree. People I would think the ABD. Same thing about ABD also. Yeah, because yeah. of the the travel overseas, depending on if you know where you go, I would think those can be thing, exhausting. The other thing, Walt Disney World has the most variations. You can come mm-hmm. to Walt Disney World and fish. It's true. You don't have to go to a park and go horseback riding. I, Some I people think, come and just hang out. I think World is the most intense as far as how much planning you have to do in advance. Or uh, Adventures by Disney is kind of like take your stuff and go because mm-hmm. everything's done for you. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Disney Cruise Line. So I think as far as you know, how much work you have to put in ahead of time, World is the most busy out of all of them. For sure. And, and like Kevin alluded to, Disney World probably offers out of the bunch the most options of things that you can do. Fishing, NASCAR driving. Um, horseback riding. Horseback riding. <laughs> uh, swimming and parasailing. Right. And, you can have a leisurely vacation yeah. where you do almost nothing to where you go every minute of every day and do activities every day. You can eat in restaurants that are kind of fast food or you can eat in very expensive restaurants that verge on gourmet. So it's or you really, can bring your own food. Or you can bring your own food. There are accommodations where you can actually cook. So it's really the most diverse of all the vacations, I think. It also gives you the most options in terms of your hotel. Um, you have the, the full range of starting with the value resorts like the All-Stars and Pop Century. You have the family suites at Art of Animation. You have your moderates at Caribbean Beach and the like. And, of course, like Grand Floridian and Polynesian. And you have your uh, 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 the, the word. Home Deluxe. away from home. Yeah, and Deluxe. then you have home away from home uh, vacation club villas. So you have a whole wide range. And, of course, you could also uh, stay off-site if you wanted to um, and not be too far away. And, of course, that's uh, going to be – uh, part of our discussion next week uh, is whether or not you want to stay on site at Disney World versus off site. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of options. Disney World is also one of, I think, one of the easiest places to travel to um, out of the bunch because we have such a large airport. We have easy transportation. The roads are pretty easy to navigate compared to Southern California or wherever you might be traveling with Adventures by Disney. I think, but traffic can be just as bad as on I four, especially with this ultimate project coming. What is the ultimate project? We haven't seen the big, huge billboards that say the ultimate I four like yeah. update. Yeah, yeah. they're going to redo I four from one end to the other. Ooh, pretty much, really. exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I think that California is not as, you know, it's not terrible. California, you can get around, and there's good airports for that. Yeah, but World is definitely. It's also one of the ones that seems to be the. Uh, least expensive to fly into and out of because there's mm-hmm. so many airlines that travel and there's so many yeah. flights that you can find stuff that's actually reasonable. But what I like about Disneyland is that you can explore so much outside of there in mm-hmm. Southern California. Like you can go to San Diego to that zoo. You could see a bunch of the little towns on the coast. There are so many wonderful places to go and visit there other than Disneyland. So if you wanted like- to make it a week vacation like World, you can do your three days, four days at land and then explore some of the outskirts. 
It doesn't further. seem like you're stuck in a theme park land. Right. Yeah. Where Orlando is theme park land. Right. And even just uh, zoom that in a little bit, just being stuck on Walt Disney World property, a lot of people take Magical Express from the airport, which is Disney's transportation, that Disney has created so that you don't even have to see the outside world. You're going to go straight to Disney World. And go ahead, Craig. Well, and that's a, a great pro of going to Disney World is that you have Magical Express, a really one-of-a-kind traffic getting you to and from the airport however that's also it makes it a con because then there are people who know that it's so easy to get around that they think they can drive around orlando itself and then you know cause traffic delays <laughs> get in accidents uh not that i'm saying all tourists are bad drivers they but are they, they are <laughs> julie's saying so, it. you don't you, have julie. to <laughs> yeah so what are some of the pros and cons if you're taking a look and comparing these things what are some pros to uh to disney world we've talked about we talked about a couple of them first of all is just the sheer amount a pro is the sheer amount of what you can do and how diversified your vacation can be from resort choice to meal choice to activity level it's pretty much anything you want to do i think the other pro too about walt disney world is that it can be uh you know sort of like a bubble you can, you can take magical express and you can be in the disney bubble from that point forward and then just be in this magical experience your entire time until you leave so there's no worry about you know am i going to get to my hotel am i not going to be able to get there because the internal transportation is easy all that i also don't believe that orlando walt disney world is any different from disneyland there's a lot of stuff to do outside but we're local so you know there's kennedy space center there's saint augustine there were there's a great deal. There's beaches an hour from each side. You mm-hmm. can go in any direction. I think there's a lot to do. It's just that I just saw somebody on the boards post line from Cali. There's not that much to do. And I think, well, that's from a local perspective. <laughs> right. exactly. Who you know? said that? Who said that? <laughs> Call them out. I'm not telling Call them out. Um, I, well, I just wanted to mention real quick, I, and I, I definitely don't necessarily think we need to rehash the, uh, the discussion we had last week about My Magic Plus, but I think that the My Magic Plus and, and Magic Bands and FastPass Plus, whichever way you fall on it, could either be a pro or a con, depending on your opinion, uh, to Disney World. It's definitely something that makes Walt Disney World stand out from the other three uh, Disney vacation types there also used to be this thing where world seemed to do more new stuff Mm -hmm. and i don't think that's the case anymore i think disneyland really has stepped up Mm -hmm. and they do more new rides and attractions and are trying new stuff where world used to be oh you can go and something was always different and california seemed to stay the same well we seem to be and when i say we i mean walt disney world uh (laughs) seems to be going for the larger picture expansions. We're not mm-hmm. adding little rides here and there and little experiences here and there. It's and currently we're in a phase lands where yeah, we're lands and downtown Disney and everything. We're in a, a state of construction right now and it's been that way for the last couple of years and it'll continue to be that way. And that, and that could be considered a con, mm-hmm. especially at the yeah. moment. You know, I heard people who are here now are saying, you know, they're disappointed because there's so many construction walls and the what is it? Someone said that, you know, pretty much every park icon has a crane next to it. You know, so that's that's a con for traveling this year because of all of the construction. Any other pros and cons for I, Walt Disney World? I have a con, but I have one too. Go ahead. I'll let you go first. I think a con for Walt Disney World is sometimes for some people it can be overwhelming because it mm-hmm. is so big and there's so much to do and people want people some people have the thoughts that they can do it all in one trip and you can't no. you can't oh, no. you 
it would be multiple trips to it's even daunting. touch it. There's it's still a daunting stuff, vacation. Still yeah. stuff that everyone here at this table still hasn't done yeah. everything. Oh, I've done everything. It's, <laughs> it's, and it is, it is kind of scaring, scary. And Disneyland, to me, is more intimate. And it's, for me personally, and I think it's more, I don't want to say user-friendly, but it's just, it's just, I don't know. Well, that's... It's just a different... That's kind of where I was going to go with mine. Uh, Disney World has seemed to progress into such a big vacation destination for everyone in America as well as other countries that it seemed to have also gotten more sterile as the years have gone on. And now it's, I mean, like the hub, I can look back at pictures and see it one way from whenever I was coming as a kid. And now in a year, whenever the hub expansion's finished, it's just concrete around just that's it barely any trees around there whereas you go to disneyland and it's you know that's a locals park so everything there all the trees have grown up and you walk around there and it's unlike anything else it's kind of like going to small amusement parks that aren't on like disney level with the attractions but that kind of whole atmosphere while disney world's just losing that and it's becoming a a whole concrete jungle it's like a little city go back even further I'll have to bring my picture someday of Disney World in 1971. I'd love to see them. I would, too. It's an amazing difference. So I understand exactly what you're saying. I had a hard time when they tore down the out by Fort Wilderness, the security <laughs> gate. That looked like old Tomorrowland. Oh, wow. So, I, it, you know, there's certain things that come and go. But I just think, you know, it's such a worldwide destination. And... It's just going to keep changing. And that was Walt's speech. It's never going to be done. The other thing is, we have more room. We just have more room. It's bigger. It is. So there's more room to expand. There's more room to experiment. Disneyland has a finite number of space. Yeah. Yeah. It's not me complaining about what it's become necessarily. It's just I wish some of those small touches were added back into it that have been lost over the years. And as a... I think as a travel agent, for me, people want to know, you know, what, what what should I do when I get here if I've never been here before? That's kind of hard to define if you don't know what they like or, you know, because it's different for everybody. If it's a first-time visitor, in my opinion, try to do every single attraction. If you've never been before, I mean, just so you can say you did them all. Yeah. And then on your next visit, you can say, look, okay, I didn't enjoy Ellen's universe of energy or whatever, but I loved this ride. So we're going to do this twice instead of doing that ride but that's just the way i would i don't plan a vacation here i'm actually glad i don't have to do that i prefer to go to the park for three to four to five to six hours and then go home you know do what i want to do do things later the other thing that the change is keep people coming back right absolutely that is that's a pro i think of both parks now is that they're not stagnant is that they're not just the same park you've gone to since the 70s some people think that's bad I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing, too. Let's move on to Disneyland. And uh, quickly, uh, pricing, again, uh, a an average uh, a family of two on an average package is a little bit less than Disney World. It's uh, 2000 Dollars to twenty five hundred is about the average of that, so it's a little less expensive. But most people stay less time there as well. Shorter length of stay Um, is is common for Disneyland, and I think as we talk about Disneyland, I think a con of both parks is that they've become much more crowded. Mm. It's the crowds have become very very large in both parks. Sometimes it ebbs and flows a little more at land, but it seems to me that almost any time you go now, it's a crowded park. 
I think anybody who's a Disney fan should make the effort. I find from the East Coast you can fly for just a little bit more than you can fly to Florida. Yeah. It's not that much difference in price. A smart a smart shopper can get a good flight. And, and, and you know, I think we've said it a million times on this on this show is one of one of the best things we can tell somebody from who visits Disney World a whole lot but has never done Disneyland is it is not the exact same experience. Just because you've done Disney World doesn't mean that you shouldn't see or wait, I got yes. that wrong. You shouldn't right, see uh, uh, Disneyland. Um, it's it is in my mind, it's a completely different experience with some similar, you know, features, you know, but it's, it's a completely different experience. Um, for me, that, that type of vacation, it, it feels much more immersive. I, even though that, even though with Disney world, you come on magical express and you're locked into this world. I feel like, yeah, you're locked in. Um, I feel like Disneyland, being based on their the way the whole place is constructed in that the two parks have a central hub area that goes to downtown Disney everything is right there it just feels like you're even though it's a smaller bubble you're really in that bubble if you're staying on site um, and speaking of that uh, not as many hotel options there if you want to stay on site only three hotels all of them are higher priced except for the Paradise Pier, which is probably more along the lines of somewhere in a value or moderate range. Um, it's like, you know, the comparison is that Disney World is so much bigger than Disneyland overall. Mm-hmm. Less parks, less resorts, less options to do stuff. But, you know, I think Kevin hit the nail on the head. For a while there, there's this, you know, you, everyone jokes around, world is better than land, land is better than world. The fact of the matter is there are two great parks. Yeah. And yeah. you really should try to visit both. And I think this is the year to do it. I mean, I think with the Diamond Jubilee, it's going to be, they're going to pull out all the stops, and it's going to be just a giant party over there. And I think this is the time people should go. I completely agree with you. And, you know, taking a look at the difference between Walt Disney World and Disneyland in terms of stuff to do while you're there, obviously they're not going to have the same amount of stuff that Walt Disney World has, like, uh, you know, golfing or anything like that. But as Julie pointed out, there's so much in in Hollywood, Los Angeles, San Diego, all of Southern California, the beaches and stuff like that. There's so much that you can fill that extra bit of time with if you do want to expand your vacation out. I, I really do feel like that's that's the draw for me. I love Disneyland, but I also love seeing Southern California, I, not being from there. The beaches are a major pro. The beaches in California are so different from our beaches here. The sand is usually a little bit darker in some areas. You have cliffs and just you know amazing mm. cliffs, in my opinion. And the water is much colder <laughs> than it is for us, yeah. um, at least in my opinion when I was there. But also the fact that you whales you could see whales off the coast of florida i can't see whales here off of california you mean yeah um (laughs) we we talked about this a couple times we use the words that disneyland tends to be more of a locals park is that a pro or is that a con for me i feel like that is a pro because it in some way it keeps an integrity that maybe as craig pointed out uh disney world may be losing slightly um if if you're going to remove a tree from the hub at Disneyland, you're going to have to face a much more critical audience about that. 
uh, versus Disney World, I think. And you have people that have been going there and people that have been working there since the park opened or shortly after, and they're very passionate about it. And I think that keeps the quality up. Um, I think it's also a pro, too, just from the aspect of, uh, you know, people have that mindset when they go on vacation. I paid all this money to go here. This is what I think I deserve. And sometimes your friendliness can go down because of it. Whereas Disneyland, I mean, the people who are working there, you'll see all sorts of age ranges from 18 up. But everyone's working there because it's their actual job. They're not coming. Some are coming on the college program, but most are choosing that as a career because they love it. And then the people come in are all locals. So they're a lot friendlier as well, too. I mean, it's you just don't have that same sort of uh, we're here on vacation. We're driven. We're going to do everything and we're going to run over everyone in our path. But I used to be like that, so I can't really judge. <laughs> well, and it's and it's definitely worth mentioning. You know, uh, you know, if you're planning your vacation, if you're thinking about doing uh, Disneyland, maybe instead of Walt Disney World, of course, it is a more locals park, and there's not as many international tourists, and um, there's going to be a lot, probably a lot more English speakers, you know, around. And uh, there's a lot of people from Asia in Disneyland, yeah. so it's it's got just a different set of locals. That's true. Hadn't thought about that. Absolutely. I think another pro of Disneyland is the fact that this was Walt's Park. Mm-hmm. It was the park that he built. There's a great deal of nostalgia around that, and there's a great deal of pride around that. So I think that that really shows in that theme park where it doesn't necessarily show in Walt Disney World. I keep hearing the same thing. It's too expensive to go to Disneyland. And I think people have some sort of mental block. I just did a check, and it's I can get airfare in, um, in April for three hundred dollars a person. So, and you know, it's not that much more to fly right. there. But in the hotels, I keep hearing the hotels are more expensive than the one in Disneyland. The Disney, Disney the Disney, ho- the Disney owned and operated hotels can be more expensive. Right. But there's a lot more choices off. But that's Disney because Park. there's yeah. less of them. That's true. If we only had the Polynesian and Grand Floridian. Right. <laughs> They'd be even more expensive. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like John, like you're saying, there's hotels everywhere within quote unquote walking distance. Oh, it is walking distance. I'm yeah. Done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, it, and, and a lot of them are nice and a lot of them have their own history mm-hmm. in the Disneyland mm-hmm. area. Some have been there since the park opened as yeah, well when they bought up the land right next to Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it is, I, I can't recommend it enough. If, if, You've had some sort of aversion to Disneyland because you. <laughs> what did I say? No, I just I think of pregnancy aversions. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, Disneyland makes me nauseous. Because you think it's <laughs> because you think it's the same old experience as Walt Disney World. It's not. It's something completely unique, and it is the original one. And I, I think, especially if you're a Disney Park fan or a Disney fan in general, you're going to get something out of Disneyland. And I'm glad we kind of compared these back and back because they're the most easily comparable. Walt Disney World and Disneyland are the most easy direct comparison. Now we move on to Disney's other types of travels. One being Disney Cruise Line. Now, Disney Cruise Line, the average seven-night cruise, this incorporates all the different locations you can travel to, somewhere between $3,500 and $4,000 for a seven-night sailing on average. Um, For two people. For two people. Of course, this is much more expensive than your average package at one of the other theme park resort areas. But, man, is Disney Cruise Line amazing. So what, what would you guys say... To someone who is a hardcore Disney World fan, 
but doesn't necessarily know that they want to branch out to Disney Cruise Line. Suck it up and do it. (laughs) Cruising is one of those things that once you do it, you fall in love with it. Exactly. I know no one who's been on a cruise. Well, I do it. One person who's been on a cruise and said, (laughs) I hate it. I'll never go on another cruise. Um, One of the things that I think is a big pro about Disney Cruise Line is it's Mm all-inclusive. It's your all-inclusive vacation. So while it's more money, all of your meals are there, all of your entertainment's there, all of your transportation is taken care of for you. So I think that that's factors into the value of a cruise vacation versus a land vacation. And all the Disney elements are there. Mickey Mm -hmm. Mouse is there. Everything, all of the the touches you like at Disney World or Disneyland – you're going to find in some way on the cruise ship. Absolutely. And my my biggest pro for Disney Cruise Line is that it is a much more relaxing vacation than any of these others. Yes. Um, and it's, it, it's because it's all-inclusive, because of some of the ports of call, because of some of the beautiful places that you're going, I don't know, it just feels so relaxing. Um, one of the things, uh, Teresa, you don't was, have children. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things Teresa was touching on was the different, uh, Disney themed elements that are obviously in a Disney cruise line vacation. Um, if you're a big fan of like going to Epcot and doing the, um, interactive games around world showcase and stuff like that, the two new ships, uh, uh dream and fantasy have the, uh, the interactive stuff, so that's kind of incorporated in there. All your characters are there. Um, what do you guys feel are some other pros and cons to Disney Cruise Line compared to these other vacations? There are no cons for me on Disney Cruise Line, to be honest. There aren't none. 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 Nope. I could go again and again and again. I love <laughs> cruising, and I've only been ever been on one other cruise line, so I don't have much of a comparison. But you'll never get me on a carnival ship. I can tell you, for me, <laughs> one of these pro and con split right down the middle it could either be a pro or it could either be a con is because of the way cruising is the food um it can be hit or miss sometimes um but also you're kind of stuck with your options in terms of food you know you have certain restaurants that you go to certain nights and unless you go to their uh extra restaurant palo they're more upscale that you pay for extra um you're kind of stuck in that rotation and you know what you're going to where you're going to be eating and what you're doing and there's really no working around that but you know a a pro for that is something you're not going to get so much i think at disney world is you're dining you're meeting people night after night you're Mm -hmm. seeing the same people that's con (laughs) well well some people make lifelong lifelong friends doing that yeah, and and your children too. Mm-hmm. Grace still corresponds on Facebook and Twitter, pen pal. back and forth, pen pal, yeah, Wax with seals. people that she has met on cruises. Yeah, <laughs> Finley's marrying Jacob Zanola, by oh, the way. Oh, cool. Yep, she told me. So you met him on a cruise ship. <laughs> I think the problem as a repeat cruiser, mm-hmm. as somebody who's done several, I find that the entertainment doesn't change. Yeah. So. I don't know that I can sit through Disney Dreams again. And that's not to say it's bad. It's just to say I wouldn't go see the same Broadway show ten times either. And Disney Cruise Line has, in my opinion, uh, very few uh, options for entertainment once you've had dinner. There yeah. seems to be a, only a few things you can do where other cruise lines have other things that you can do. No gambling, I know. There's no but one gambling. of the pros of Disney Cruise Line is it has some of the largest staterooms 
on any cruise line. Absolutely. But going back to, I just want to do entertainment one more time. So what happens Sorry. is if you are a repeat cruiser, it's kind of like after dinner, what do I do? Yeah. You know, because I've seen that show over and over again. Yeah. A or, pro is along the entertainment line is that there's a theater on the Disney Cruise Line, which yeah, they we have the love. movie theater. Yeah. I got to tell you, first run Disney movies. And others, you know, but I think that's a plus. I, I miss that on other cruise lines. They will every once in a while decide to have a movie in a conference center where you get a folding <laughs> chair and like, somebody's VCR. And not um, just but not just movies in the theater; they show them on deck too. Yeah. Right. So which uh, on the top deck, which is really nice on the giant. Now Jumbo. other ships do that too. We were on a Royal Caribbean on a transatlantic, and we sat out one night on a really balmy night and watched. Um, the Jack Some Lemon, like it hot. Some like it hot. Oh. On deck. And it was great fun. So other places do that, but they don't have those movie theaters, and they are a big boon. What do you guys think keeps people from venturing out to a cruise line vacation? I think there's a couple of factors. One is that some people feel that they might be sick, mm-hmm. that they might experience a cruise and not feel well. And in that case, they would then not enjoy the whole cruise. There's also a fear. Some people are fearful of being in the ocean and yeah. being, being trapped. land or being trapped. Um, claustrophobia, being trapped on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And the way I usually tell people is, have you ever been to a Las Vegas hotel? Picture being in a Las Vegas hotel for seven days. It's, it's, they're huge. Um, my my stateroom is going to be the size of a closet. That's not true. That was my biggest fear before we had cruised was being out there in the middle of absolutely nowhere, stuck with John. <laughs> and, you know, but no, seriously. And I turned out to be lovely. I know you did. It freaks me out. I'm still, I'm still not sure about that. But no, I don't care for the water. I don't care for falling into the water or my, one of my children falling into the water. Has that happened? It, well, you know, we'll talk. <laughs> but, you know, so I was actually worried about that. But once you're, the, like Kevin said, if you don't want to see the water, you really don't have to see the no, water. No, you don't. One of the things when I did my first Disney cruise, and it was my first cruise, one thing I did not realize, because I was so preoccupied with the fact that, oh, this is a Disney cruise. I'm going to see all my favorite Disney stuff on this cruise. I didn't even think about the places that you're going to be going. You know, that's a definite pro to Disney Cruise Line is depending on the itineraries, you can go see some really cool stuff What in whatever fits your interest for where One you want to travel. One of the things that thrills me, I, I hear all the time about people doing split stays at mm-hmm. Disney World. And the idea of packing up and moving in the middle of my vacation, I would do anything <laughs> to avoid that. So the idea of unpacking once and then my hotel takes <laughs> me to different places. Don't get me wrong. I understand you can unpack once at Disney World, yeah. too. But you're at Disney World. On a cruise, I like to see other places as well. So your yeah. your hotel moves with you. Oh, I say it's, it's a floating hotel. It is. Also, addressing the fact that some people might, they say, oh, I'm going to get sick on a cruise or I'm not going to enjoy the movement of a cruise. These are large luxury ships that have now have state-of-the-art equipment that are designed not to move and not yeah. to rock. Well, I think it's also the destinations, too. So, like, I never had a passion to go on cruises before I started working here because I never really cared about going to see Mexico or the Bahamas or any place like that. And, but you know, my first cruise was going to Alaska and that just kind of changed everything. I never thought about it from that perspective. One of the things Disney cruise line has done is they've opened up more itineraries. Exactly. So that's, yeah, you can always do those seven nighters out of Port Canaveral, Eastern Western Caribbean, but there's other choices out there now. So if you're not wanting those destinations, you can go someplace else. Now, the, the whole purpose of this is, you know, it, it's not to necessarily convince somebody to, to 
go to these other locations, but it is to, you know, see if if you're watching this, you know, what's what's blocking you from, you know, maybe even thinking about doing that. And so talking about that, I feel like comparing Disneyland and Disney World is a lot easier to try to say, hey, this is a very similar experience, but to hear the differences and this is why you should do it. Disney Cruise Line, it, it's kind of a it's a different experience Can from also, the theme parks. I also point out something we hear a lot, which is, well, I enjoy going to the theme park so much. Why would I give up? going to a Disney theme park to do a cruise. Uh, it's a different experience mm-hmm. for sure, but there are similar elements, especially on the new ships. They've added the water rides, which mm-hmm. are theme park-like. They've added the Marvel experiences. They've added things that are more related to a theme park visit than you would imagine. So, It's lower key than a theme park visit. For sure. Correct. I'd do both. And, and, if, and if you have young kids to teenagers, I guarantee you they will have just as much fun in those kids clubs and the teen clubs as they would at the theme parks. It's a different experience, but no one I've ever heard has said my kids did not have a blast. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that. There is this weird sort of uh, 19, 20 year old uh, age that seems to have the most problems. They're left they can't out. drink yet. Right? They can't go to the clubs and they can't experience the clubs but they also are too gold for the kids clubs so they're kind of stuck in this limbo area. We've heard those complaints. They can just hang out in the Cove Cafe all day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so then you have jittery 19 to 20 year olds. So are there any other pros and cons for uh, Cruise Line? New? Okay. We can move on to Adventures by Disney. By far the most expensive uh Disney uh, vacation that you can take if unless you get like a crazy room at the Grand Floridian or something but it's um, the average ABD vacation Adventures by Disney is $8,000 to $12,000 ranging somewhere in there for the the average Adventures by Disney is that for two people or one two people people. okay I was like (laughs) and of course that ranges from short weekend trips to really long week long trips and um you can go on the backstage magic for a couple for under $6,000 for two people. Mm-hmm. That doesn't include your airfare, but pretty much everything else is included. There's tips for the guides. Um, those are not included. And there will be a couple of meals on your own. But that's pretty much the low end. Or the weekend trips to San Francisco, uh, Nashville, City. or New York City. Is Nashville popular? Um, yes. Popular, it is. Yeah. I haven't booked one. Now, I haven't. But before we go too far, I, I would imagine people who are listening know what Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Disney Cruise Line are. But for just on the off chance that somebody doesn't know what Adventures by Disney is, you want to f- do a Adventures quick by Disney is Disney's answer to the guided tour, and their thought process is: you trust us with the parks, you trust us with Disney Cruise Line, let us show you the world, and that's what it is. It's a guided tour through Disney, Disney quality, with but it's not. People also have the misconception that, you know, Donald Duck and Daisy Duck are going to lead you through the Vatican. (laughs) And that's just not the case. There are Disney touches of quality. And every once in a while, there are some little Disney touches. But it's not a theme park vacation. It's not aimed at children. It's adult. And it's except for, you know, the backstage magic. It's not a Disney-centric vacation. Right. The backstage magic goes backstage at the Disneyland parks and Hollywood. Follows Walt's. Uh, trip through Hollywood and how he that is the most Disneyland. Disney trip of all. Right. Yeah. Now, for for somebody, I, Kevin, you you deal with Adventures by Disney quite a bit. For 
all day, every day. <laughs> so what is the, like the top things that keep people from saying, yes, I'll do Adventures by Disney? People hear the word guided tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, don't want to. I don't want someone to tell me where to go and what to do, and I want to go on my own vacation. Blah blah blah. blah Everybody's blah. heard the same horror stories. We went to Greece and we rode around on a bus. You've all seen that movie, um, <laughs> where they never are allowed off the bus. You know, you drive past the Parthenon and <laughs> it's pointed to you. Adventures by Disney is not that. There is bus travel. Getting forty people from one spot to another is sometimes require bus travel, but that's a big one. I don't like guided tours. I don't want to have to spend time with people I like. Or don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, right. Um, and what we tell people all the time is you're not required to participate in any activity other than transportation. Yeah. If you're part of the group and you want to go to the next location, you have to be on the transportation. Other than that, while you've paid for every part of the trip, you're not required to participate yeah. in anything. John and I often take out things that either don't interest us or that we've done before in lieu of doing something that we haven't done before or interests us more. Another big thing is price. And I think until you've done one, it's hard to explain the value. All you have to do is walk through Florence over the cobblestones and hear the tourist next to you clickety-clack, 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 and you realize, I don't have to pull my own luggage through any city I'm on. <laughs> I don't, the guides and the, they call them the luggage fairies, um, <laughs> take care of that for me. I don't have to do any of that. The fact that your tour usually almost always includes breakfast, and when you get into places in Europe – Breakfast at a hotel in a city center, in the historic center, with the first one we ever went on, breakfast was 75 euros a person. I am not suggesting by any means that breakfast is worth $75 a person. However, I was staying at a hotel with Roy Scheider. He was in line with the breakfast buffet. Yeah. Roy Scheider was the yes. sheriff in Jaws. So, I mean, the, we're, you're staying in the nicest hotels. We had uh, breakfast on the Grand Canal one day, and breakfast was 125 euros. Oh, yeah. To the day guest, if you were staying right, there for the day. We, ours was included. So there are things that are added to this. Everything's included. However, there is... Uh, it's very hard to explain. And no one seems to believe me until they do it. Exactly. There is a camaraderie that develops, and you end up with lifelong friends. When you spend that much time with people, basically 24-7, it's, you, really get, you really form a bond uh, over these shared experiences that you have. Now, as Kevin said before we started the show, it's really hard to kind of point out a con to Adventures by Disney because, I mean – it is a really, really good experience. The, the biggest con that I can see from it is if, you know, price is a problem for you because right. it is more expensive. If you're not at a point in your life where you can afford this, it's expensive. Because these prices yeah. we quoted are also not including airfare. Prices right? or the fact that you tiny toddlers and children, mm. little children. Well, there are, are, there are actually age limits on all, all right. of these trips that right. say mm-hmm. under a certain age can't go and then under a certain age is not recommended right. to go. Um the only other con... But you also wouldn't take a toddler skiing. No, but, I mean, I'm just saying if you compare it to, you know, you could take them other Disney things, and right. this is one Disney thing right. you could take. Right. I, I mean, there are lots of vacations that are adult-oriented. I do want to point out one more con, something that I think people have a problem with, is that you're locked into this vacation. And not, we talk about, you could take things out and do other things within the destination, but someone might say, okay, we're going to Germany, why can't I then go off to another part of Germany? 
well, you kind of have to still stay with the group. Yeah. So people say, well, it's not the way. I'm not going to see the things I want to see. Um, I think you're going to see things that will blow you away. Every trip has been incredible, and the experiences are incredible, and you get to do and see so much more because of the Disney name and the Disney influence. One of the other pros I want to point out is that with a Disney Adventures by Disney Vacation as opposed to other guided tours is you get two tour guides that travel with you, and they're both Disney trained. One is usually a cast member with park experience and another is usually someone from the area who's gone through Disney training. So you have that sort of customer service traveling with you. Yeah. It's you, like traveling with two concierge. Right. Yeah. You go to on other tours or you see other tours and what happens is there's one guide and a bus driver. And an antenna <laughs> with a, with a, um, a scarf attached it. to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. The other thing is um, the guides are so well trained it is the most coveted job on Disney. It's the most strenuous interview process mm-hmm. for any Disney job in the public eye. It's the kind of thing that I can tell you about it. I can answer your questions about it. I think the perfect example was Kathy, Kathy Worling. Kathy and Teresa went on one, and I told Kathy all of this. You're going to have a great time. You're going to meet people that you will know for the rest of your lives. And Kathy looked at me kind of like, "Mm, sure. (laughs) However, she came back a lunatic and meets the people that were on her trip in the park and, yeah. you know, goes to see them in other parts of the country. It's it's kind of the unmentioned part of this trip. Yeah. It's a very bonding experience. There's also a great deal of safety with traveling with a group. Mm-hmm. And um, tra- uh, we've had people who had to have surgery while on a trip. Mm-hmm. We've had people who have had to go to the hospital while on a trip very nice to know that there's a support system. One of our friends who travels with us said she was walking through Venice and she realized that she had not had enough water and she was feeling dehydrated in Disney. So she, not Disney, dizzy. She sat down on steps and she said, I realized that all I had to do was dial your phone and you were in the same city I was, so I felt safer. You get the Mm. phone numbers of the guides. Yeah. So you can call the guides anywhere you are. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think there's also... this also relates to a cruise line vacation is that people say, I have a limited amount of vacation. I know I'm going to like a Walt Disney World vacation. Yeah. I know I like the theme parks. It's hard for them to break from that thing they love to do year after year. Yeah. And, However, oh. sorry, I was just going to say there's a regret that comes into that, too, is you go on. I mean, if my parents would have gave us the absolute choice of where we wanted to go every year, we would have went to Disney World every single <laughs> yeah. year. They forced us to go other places, some we missed out on like Europe. My parents tried to take us there, but we wanted to go to Disney World. And good lord, I know I, it's one of those stupid things that you it's, love something so much you just want to keep you're also doing a it. Kid, and that's you know, yeah, you yeah. Have an idea in your but head of you want to ride Space wanted. Mountain, exactly. And yeah. you, but now Disney's offering a way that you can see the world and still branch out in a different way. And I mean, I look back on it and regret it, obviously, but there's still a chance, and some people there might not be. I want to. I want to wrap up. One this more thing di- before oh, you. Okay. I apologize. No, it's okay. Seeing other parts of the world has changed me. Mm-hmm. It gives you a broader world view. I think I become very insular. What's happening around me is what's happening to everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's my experience is universal, and it's not until you step out of that. That you realize, you know, the rest of the world doesn't do things you do. And while everybody usually has 
everybody gets immersed pretty quickly, you do run into the guest who says, well, that's not how we do it in the United States. And you think to yourself, well, isn't that why you came here? Yeah. <laughs> that it's not how we do it in the broad United your, States? Broad you your need to be view. open-minded when you, you take an ABD trip. You yeah. do. Or any trip well, and where you're open out of to your new comfort experiences zone. And, and doing things that may not be in a comfortable way to you, but it's the way things are done. I had the hardest time with the fact that diet soda was like five times the price of wine. And, you know, my first trip, I was like, in the United States, refills are free. And I thought, oh, you know, you got to get over that. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it broadens your horizon. For sure. And I think that's especially good for kids. And I'm not talking small kids. Um, I'm talking, you know, 10, Like middle 12. school and up. Right. It gives them a, a chance to see that there are other parts of the world where things are wildly different. I just want to say one more thing. If you're thinking about Adventures by Disney and you're worried about all these things we talked about, do the backstage magic first. It's the one you'll most relate to as a Disney fan. Mm-hmm. You'll also get to see and do things that are incredible, which most Disney fans don't get a chance to do and see, and it'll let you. It'll introduce you to the Adventures by Disney experience. Cool. All right. Well, I, w- I want to wrap up, but I think we can all agree that these four different experiences are very different, but they all share that common Disney uh, feeling to them. So, again, if if you're thinking about maybe branching out with you know uh, your vacation type, take a look at these different things. Of course, there were things we didn't mention in this show. Of course, Alani and the other Disney Vacation Club uh, hotels and stuff like that. And we could go, we could keep talking about all that kind of stuff. But there's so much to do with Disney. And if you just do Disney World, maybe start thinking about what else they have to offer. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you guys. I think that's going to do it uh, for this episode. We appreciate you watching it. Until next time, see you later. Have a good week. Bye.